A Focus Summary of Chapters 7 and 8 of Shane By the next day, everyone in the valley had heard how Shane walked out on Chris. It gave Fletcher an advantage, and he took it, sending his men to antagonize the homesteaders at every opportunity. They would find any excuse to ride past Joe's farm and taunt him with comments about pigs and soda pop. Joe and Shane were self-sufficient enough to ignore their jibes, but the other homesteaders became restless and angry, and they wondered if there might be truth in Chris's big talk about Shane. When Ernie Wright and Henry Shipstead complained to Joe that they can't keep their heads up around town anymore, and suggests that it's his fault for hiring a man who ducked out on a fight, Joe just laughs. But not Shane. He doesn't care what they say about him, but he cares what they say about Joe. The next thing they know, they hear a horse tearing down the lane into the road. Joe immediately understands, and he says that all they can do now is wait. Twenty minutes later, Shane appears in the doorway breathing hard, says their pigs are dead and buried, and then disappears into the barn. A few minutes later, Ed Howells rides up to the farm and tells everyone what had just happened at Grafton's. When Shane arrived at the saloon, Chris and Red Marlin, another of Fletcher's cowboys, were playing poker. Shane ordered two bottles of soda pop and put one down in front of Chris, saying it was his turn to buy the drinks. In the fight that ensued, Chris came after Shane plunging and flailing as Shane deftly evaded every blow and skillfully landed his own. At one point, Shane flipped Chris over, wrenched his arm, and broke it. Then he stood there, straight, alive, and deadly, and asked if anyone else had something to say about soda pop or pigs. No one moved. The fire in Shane then seemed to die out and he looked over at Chris with an expression of sadness. He went over to him, wiped the blood from his face, examined his arm, and told Red Marlin to take him home and get his arm fixed. He said to himself that Chris has the makings of a good man. His only fault is youth, and time can cure that. As Howells's story closes, Joe looks triumphantly at the other men and asks if they think he made a mistake now. Marion then comments from the sidelines that she thinks Joe has made a bad mistake. When he reassures her that Chris will be fine, she says she isn't talking about what he's done to Chris, but what he's done to Shane. After the fight with Chris, Shane loses the serenity that had seeped into him, and he seems restless with a hidden desperation. Bob sometimes sees him wandering around the property, running his hands over the rails of the corral he had built, lifting the soil and letting it run through his fingers, or gazing out over the land. When Bob asks if Shane can teach him to throw a man like he did Chris, he says, that's not something you learn, it is something you know. Then he adds, in a pleading tone, that he gave Chris his chance. One afternoon, Bob overhears a conversation between Shane and Marion, who says she has been wanting to talk to him alone. She observes that he has been worrying about what he will do if there's more fighting, and about something else, too. He calls her a very discerning woman. She says she knows that he is thinking about moving on, 
and that it's what he ought to do, but she begs him not to, because Joe needs him. She says that he has to help Joe buck Fletcher, so that he can keep the home he built with his own hands. He must stay, however hard it will be for the two of them. Shane smiles at her, says Joe should be proud to have a wife like her, and vows that they will not lose their place. Bob reflects that he knew Shane was right, because of how he said it, and because he had said it.